everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast. Brought to you by the Shepherd Express, I'm your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I'm going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which when we're not in a horrible, awful global pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we'll talk a little bit about comedy. I am so excited that our guest this week is the hysterical Michelle Gilliam. Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm excited. I am too. Uh, Michelle, after record-breaking voter turnout in 2020, Republicans across the country have introduced 361 new bills in 47 separate states to make it harder for people to vote because Republicans just love democracy so damn much. One of the most high-profile ones, of course, is uh, Georgia. And after their governor signed the new ballot-busting bill into law, Major League Baseball announced this week it was moving this summer's All-Star game out of Atlanta. Right-wingers, of course, are freaking the hell out. They're complaining as they love to do about cancel culture while simultaneously, and I'll add without a hint of irony, <laughs> saying that everyone should boycott Major League Baseball. Uh, however, one of my favorite responses was from this right-wing blowhard, Hugh Hewitt, who wrote on the Washington Post that Major League Baseball, quote, quote, declared the league an arm of the Democratic Party and baseball itself to be a blue sport. All right, look, I'm a lefty. And look, I'm not even a big fan of Democrats. But I love the logic that if you're against voter suppression, you're automatically a Democrat. I guess it's sort of nice Republicans are flat out admitting their hatred of voting. But Hewitt gets worse. He gets worse. He went on to write, quote, Republicans know the insult of the accusation of racism when it hits them. Yes, everyone knows Republicans are literally the least racist people in the world. Here's an idea. If you don't want to be accused of open and obvious racism, maybe don't pass laws designed to keep black people from voting after record black voter turnout flipped Georgia blue. It's just a thought. Michelle, what is your take on all this? I mean, clearly they just can't take it. Um, <laughs> they don't want Black people to vote. They don't want anyone who won't further their agenda to vote. And so they're putting all these rules in place, just like they did 60, 70 years ago, to keep people from voting. And it's disgusting and it's insane. And there's no logic, there's no rhyme, there's no reason other than pure hatred. You hit the nail on the head here. It's it's literally insane. Yeah. I mean, what's so funny, too, is like the, the whole thing is they're claiming this is all about a, there's a crisis of election integrity. They fail to mention that the crisis is one they caused by like constantly lying about election results for the last like six months. Yes, yes. And and believing I, I don't know how they can believe these lies. That's <laughs> the thing. It's like but I guess, you know, it's true. If you keep lying, you start to believe your own lies. You know, it's it's just it's really wild to me, all of it. Yeah, it's it's really frightening. I think there was a new poll that came out. I think I just saw it was like a Reuters poll that sound that found I believe it's like six out of ten Republicans still believe the election was stolen. And what what the hell are we supposed to even do with that information? It's just like maybe they're just lying to everyone because they want to you know own the libs or whatever. But I, that how many is that? Maybe twenty percent of that sixty. It's really really frightening that there's this massive divide in just like pure fact anymore. 
Correct. And then also, how about the the visual of, you know, the men inside the room signing this bill and the Black woman who's a representative being arrested outside? I mean, if we can't see how little has changed in this country, how how it literally just changed shape like like water, then I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Did you know that I I, I, found, I saw this, the painting behind them, not only was it just a bunch of white dudes suppressing black votes, the painting was of a friggin' plantation behind them. It yes. Was, it was a yes. painting from a plantation. Dear Lord. Yeah. It's completely insane. Yeah. One, another thing of this is that I'm not even- but on like, brand. On I'm brand. Not t- totally on brand. <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm not even like a big sports fan myself, but the thing about like Republicans and like they always say they want to try to keep sports out of politics, and that's thing again is just such utter BS. Like again, if you if you want to keep politics out of anything, all you are is endorsing the status quo. I mean, like no one mentions the fact that like every sporting event has like military jet military jets flying over all this army stuff so you're automatically sort of supporting like overseas wars. There there automatically is this right wing agenda within pretty much all sports and then when like again like why is this even a left or right wing thing it's like literally stop suppressing votes don't don't allow democracy to exist this is like this we're so far down this ridiculous rabbit hole here yes this reminds me of a richard Pryor joke uh so he was caught i guess cheating on his wife <laughs> and he would do another joke and and he would say he would convince his wife, like, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? <laughs> and so that's what the Republicans remind me of with these situations. Yeah, absolutely. So, Michelle, another aspect of this podcast is actually a discussion about comedy. Um, I always ask my guests, how has COVID treated you in comedy? And I actually know this for a fact. Michelle, you founded a freaking theater in the pandemic, you, fr- you founded an actual space, uh, an online space, which is going to be a physical space. You founded Improv MKE. Tell everybody, what is Improv MKE? Uh, so Improv MKE has become now um, an international uh, improv theater that uh, we just had our 78th improv jam yesterday, actually. Uh, We do them twice a week and we've been doing them since July 8th. We've missed one. Um, We do classes. You've taught one of the classes um, and teach. Um, We do um, workshops. I've had a people who are big in our industry uh, teach at my school and still partner with them on things uh, like Will Hines, uh, Brandon Gardner. Um, I've had the opportunity to play with uh, amazing people like uh, Joe Bill, uh, Jim Rash from Community, Um, just really, really neat people. Yeah. Yeah. How, what might people be surprised to find out about doing comedy, like someone who hasn't done comedy, what would be something that would, would surprise them about doing it? Um, in general or online? Either, I guess. Yeah, either or both. What's, I think that, and I believe that we're on the same wavelength here, is that pretty much anybody can do it. It's a skill. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we're naturally, like if you're somebody who's like, your friends say you're funnier, or even if that's not your thing, it doesn't matter. I think that's, a thing some some people would be surprised at. It's like, yes, there are people who definitely think that they're funny, but maybe they don't have the skill set that would, you know, bode them uh, a consistent career in comedy. Uh, but if you do kind of train yourself um, and do the work, as right. you would say, just yeah. get it done, um, <laughs> you can definitely do it. I, I think anybody could do it. 
Yeah. Well, uh, before I let you go, uh, if people want to do comedy, uh, I, I would imagine Improv MKE is a great place to start. How can people find out uh, more about Improv MKE and what can they do uh, with you at that awesome space? Awesome. Yeah. So I'm all over the social meds. Get excited. <laughs> uh, so we're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, most active on Facebook. Uh, and uh, we have a website, www.improvmke.com. Uh, you can look for classes, workshops, um, and just information and tidbits about everything that I do and we do there. Excellent. Michelle, thank you so much for what you're doing. And thanks for being on the show. <laughs> thank you, Matt. All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for listening to episode 20 of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee.